<clears throat> yo yo good morning what's up everybody today is um february the i think it's the 15th day after valentine's day it's uh a tuesday morning about 6 30 in the morning i'm gonna start building this episode um building it up you know get it get it get the get the details worked out but let's start with you know the prime thing uh super bowl uh i watched it this year and although my predict was a little off uh, it still was right in line to what I thought was going to happen. I thought the Rams were going to win this ultimately. Um, it really shouldn't have been close because the Bengals got away with a lot of uh, OPI. Uh, got away with a little bit of other things. Um, they hit the Rams with a little trickery, which I kind of felt that that was going to be the case. Uh, that they were going to score a couple of field goals and perhaps a touchdown. So that's why I had it like 24-10, you know, 27-6. Uh, and ultimately, you know, the Bengals showed up to play. You got to give them credit for hanging in there to the last seconds. Uh, they had a chance late. But the game was, the game was ultimately... Uh, there was two fourth down conversions that the Bengals could not pick up. Fourth and one. And the Rams defense just does what the Rams defense does. Because you really can't run on the Rams like that. And they force you to throw. And if you throw, you got Aaron Donald that causes mayhem. And while quarterbacks have beaten and teams have beaten the Rams... There's much to be said about, you know, they're, they're the champs, so, you know, there's much to be said about how that team played this year. And I kind of felt if the Rams had gone to Green Bay to play in the cold, that they would have gotten beat. And Green Bay should be champions, but didn't go that way, didn't pan out as I predicted. The 49ers should have beat the Rams as well. Uh, it's just one of those things, man. It's like... You know, I felt that the Rams are a beatable team. However, they they just got a lot more heart and desire. And ultimately, that's kind of why I just felt that they were going to win the Super Bowl. And, and they won it 23-20, which was not far off from I expected them having 24 to 27 points. That's pretty close to what I had. It's between, you know, one point. I had it at 24-10. That's what I kind of thought it was going to be, 27-6. And if you take away the offensive, the touchdown with the offensive pass interference, the Bengals only score uh, 13 points. So it's pretty, almost pretty close. I mean, the offensive pass interference was pretty blatant. Uh, the NFL missed that. The refs, the officiating missed it. But nonetheless, I kind of felt like the Super Bowl overall was good. I mean, it was a. It was the first time in the Super Bowl for me, like, I really had no interest in either team. I watched it. Uh, the halftime show was phenomenal. I don't know what you guys thought of the halftime. 
I kind of felt that the halftime show in general, the overall, I think, show part of it was really, eh, it could have been better with the lights and I think a little bit more uh, lasers and, and stage props. They could have done a little bit better there. Uh, but the music was good. This is like all the music I grew up with along the years. I mean, from like, you know, and actually decent music. And I actually went to some places I thought they weren't going to go. You know, I, I thought that, you know, they were going to get only radio songs and they hit, they hit a lot of good, they hit a lot of good songs. I mean, boy, Snoop and Dre killed it. Eminem killed it. I, I kind of felt, I knew that was coming, 8 Mile or uh, whatever that song's called. Weak Neem's palms are sweaty, you know, mom's spaghetti, I knew that song was coming, that's like one of the greatest workout songs maybe ever in history, a motivational, you know, motivational songs perhaps ever, but, oh, and then Kendrick Lamar killed it as well, his song and a half that he was able to perform, you know, he played uh, All Right, and he played, um, uh, a minute, uh, 20 seconds of MC. Uh, 50 Cent came out, you know, he killed it too. I thought 50 Cent was the surprise guest. I, I, some of the people I know were talking about 50 Cent possibly showing up. I didn't see how, I didn't see where he fit into the mix, but he did. And, uh, you know, and to me, this is a Super Bowl the first time in a long time as well. That I think a lot of famous people showed up because it was in LA. You know, you don't see that many people when the Super Bowl's like in Tampa or in New York or um, you know Arizona, for instance. Vegas, my my rival with LA just did. There's a lot. There's just as many famous people, and a lot of famous people from LA will go to Vegas. To watch the Super Bowl and be in town for it, uh, but this one had a lot of people, you know, NFL players, NBA players, baseball players, Clayton Kershaw, LeBron, they had Matt Damon, Charlie's, Charlie Theron, Shaq was there, Drake, I think Connie was there. Um, yeah, those are those a gang of famous people, uh, and and then Snoop, you know. Dr. Dre, Eminem, all of them were there. You know, so the the Super Bowl was kind of, you know, to me, like, it was just the spot to be this year. And and overall, I I thought the game was good. I thought the commercials were good. We got, you know, as we segue out of this, you know, as I said, as we segue out of this, I got cut out by a phone call there. Um, And I gave you another 10 minutes of show. Uh, <clears throat> you know that there was a lot of great commercials. I I think this this year had some of the better commercials um, this year than it's have been in the past. I really love the Guy Fieri one. That one was funny. Um, Expedia had a good one with uh, Ewan McGregor. In a while, that one wasn't funny. 
that kind of I kind of related to that one. I, that's why I, I was showing my girlfriend the 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 commercial for it, the ad, and I was like, "Yo, check this out!" Like that, I really felt that 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 really struck a chord with me because Expedia is dead on in that commercial. Nobody's gonna remember you buying a smarter smartphone. And nobody's gonna remember your fucking SUV you bought. Nobody's gonna remember uh, the light beer you're drinking or the fucking the wavy chips, the sun wavy chips that you ate. What they're gonna remember is where you were at, you know, at certain points of your life, you know, that you visited them, that you uh, took a vacation. That's what you're gonna be remembered. Those are the pictures that are gonna last when you die. And you pass away They're gonna have you Pictures of you At the beach Pictures of you You know In the snow In the mountains And I thought I thought Expedia Did a wonderful job With that commercial Um We also got Which I was really Really happy about We got a Lord of the Rings Teaser Which It looks phenomenal man Uh I Once it Once it Dropped I was like Oh yeah I was I had a couple of things I was expecting I was like Okay Let's bring out... I seen the Jurassic World trailer dropped again. This time for the TV, which is, again, a great commercial. The Jurassic World trailer is amazing, if you haven't seen it. Um, we got the doc, We got an official Doctor Strange trailer, which... I, I want to talk about that in, in detail. Probably going to skip over, skip over talking about it currently. But I'm going to talk about it in, probably in detail later Because it looks absolutely wild Doctor Strange is becoming my favorite uh, Marvel character thus far And actually uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is just wild man Like everything that man does Is this from you know From the inception From his first movie It was just like It was just amazing and the and he's, you know, he went being from a, a very stern character in the Marvel portrayed him as being like he wasn't very, but then he's gravitated to more towards like the Tony Stark kind of a character. He's learned how to optimize himself in the role while maintaining the serious aspect of it. And you're just getting an overall. He's getting Benedict come Benedict Cumberbatch is an amazing actor because they, that. That role he's playing in Doctor Strange, and I don't see him wanting to give it up for a few more movies, um, because he is so fucking convincing as Doctor Strange. I don't know, just I, I mean he, kudos to him, man. I mean, big shout out to Benedict Cumberbatch as being uh, an amazing actor. I mean, what more can you say? He just he's talented. He is very talented, and he brought he's bringing together, he's bringing to life a character that. Is kind of on the back burner, not in the forefront of Marvel characters, but he's doing such an amazing job, and the and the trailer looks such amazing. We'll, we'll get it. We'll tear into that later. But we we saw that, we saw the Lord of the Rings, which um, it looks good too, and, and I hope they get to the I hope they go all the way from the inception of the Samuel Samuelian or whatever it is, from how the three quarters of the book I read how. The noise of the world, the music, the black and white eventually made music, eventually made the power that was to create the rings and the big beast and the world-like beast that were roaming the world. Yeah. 
prior to anything. And then the ultimate, the wars between the elves struggling for the... I think there were crystals. Uh, struggling for them, getting, gaining power and the betrayals that were going on and people killing each other's families and shit. Like, we'll, we'll see if that all takes place. But again, the Super Bowl overall was phenomenal. Like I said, as we, as we segue out of this and into another topic... Um, the Super Bowl was phenomenal. This is, this is, uh, the NFL had a good Super Bowl. I, I didn't think it was a lopsided victory. It wasn't a lopsided. They had it close, so came down to the last couple of plays. Defense, Aaron Donald. Cooper Cup got the MVP, but I don't think he should have. Uh, it shouldn't have been Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford looked awful at times. Uh, but the defense really... I think Aaron Donald should have gotten the MVP. Um... They ended up sacking Joe Burrow like seven or eight or nine times. Um, that defense came through Von Miller. You know, I, I I couldn't find a reason to hate the Rams other than the fact that I just didn't want to see L.A. Rams shit all over L.A. But I didn't really feel like there was much reason to hate them. They didn't give me a reason to hate them. I, perhaps it was they politic the correct way in there, you know. Matt Stafford with his... Uh, He's avenged. He avenged his career that was in the Detroit Lions, which was, which was a hard angle to go against. Because I mean, I'm a fan of the Raiders, and I know what it's like to be done like that. I mean, the Raiders could easily still be the Detroit Lions, which I think they're turning the ship around. But I mean, you can't help but feel bad. I mean, you can't help but feel good for. You can't help but feel bad for Matt Stafford and then his comeback story. Uh, they gave you a little bit of a reason to hate with OBJ, but it wasn't... To me, OBJ, uh, he went down with the knee, so he wasn't much of a factor late in the game. So, you know... And then Donald. Donald had been trying to get to the Super Bowl and he was getting shot down, but now he's... You know he's got it. They didn't. They didn't give you that many reasons to hate them. They kept the noise to a quiet of their players, which I kind of felt that was basically that's the organization's. Hey, keep the chatter down. No, no talking shit. No, no dancing on people's logos in midfield. None of that shit. They just went out and did the work and got it done. And I kind of felt like that. Like again, they didn't give me much of a reason to hate them. I just didn't really care for their for their team because I'm not. I'm not all of a sudden becoming an LA, L.A. Rams fan because I live here in the L.A. area. No. But aside from that, I mean, they didn't really give you a reason to hate them. So I could see that. that neither did the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals beat the Chiefs. They did some work. Um, they beat the Raiders, but the Raiders, you know, oh, it's whatever. It's whatever, you know. Whatever, but... Yeah, so, I mean, the Super Bowl was enjoyable in that aspect. It was two random teams you don't really see going to the Super Bowl. It's not the same old teams that they promote over and over. Tom Brady wasn't anything God, you know. And I think that, I think overall the playoffs were really good, in the, you know. Um, but, yeah. So, as we, again, as we segue out of this, we're going to start talking about the Ozarks. We'll probably run down in detail the Doctor Strange trailer because that's phenomenal. And, uh, what else? Um, yeah, so I, I, we'll, we'll come back and talk about the Ozarks. 
a little bit when I get out of work, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. Hopefully later today I get it posted up right away. So hang tight, guys. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the Ozarks. Season four, part one. I'm assuming I guess they're gonna drop another slew of episodes. Um, yeah, pick, yeah, season four, the Ozarks, Marty Bird, Wendy Bird, Jonah Bird, the sister, I don't know, Ruth, um, Y, Darlene, Omar Navarro, they introduced the nephew, um, Maya, the FBI agent, or Miller, FBI agent Miller, or Maya, one of those two. Uh, Ozark season four, man. I thought it was really, really good. I, I'm glad I watched Ozark season one because I've been watching the two second season, the third season, and they just have been getting better and better at telling the story. And now, this goes back to my cartel episode that I just posted before, you know, the Super Bowl predicts. Uh, it's based around the cartels. It's based around money laundering, which I, which I still am trying to like wrap my head. I, I mean, maybe I have to study money laundering. You know, uh, get into it how the money is laundered, because I don't understand how if a cartel receives a billion dollars and they put it in, why they have to put it into money laundering because they can't physically spend it or because they got to get pesos out of it or what the fuck the deal is but there's a lot of money laundering here in uh, apparently money laundering is big outside the world I don't really know how it goes I don't really care to know because I don't plan on I plan on living my life getting a house Getting maybe even two or three houses, a couple of rental properties, and just existing till I die, and that's the goal. And how, whether or not you make it, is another story. You know, that's not it's neither here nor there. But I'm not really big on. I don't really understand money laundering. I, I don't now. I don't really care. Um, I'll let the financial nerds figure that one out for me. But the Ozarks. Uh, is really good. It's really fucking good. Um, Jonah has he completely wanted. He's like pissed off at the family for Wendy offing the brother. But I mean, Jonah wants to. I think he now that he understands money laundering, he wants to be of service. And it's kind of a weird dynamic because it's not, well. It's not really weird. It's actually a fantastic dynamic between. Marty Bird, Wendy Bird, and Jonah Bird because Jonah he's learned everything from his dad, so he's a he's a brilliant and he might even be better than Marty Bird at money laundering and the schematics of the computer and building the software behind it. But I, I don't think Wendy understands more of the Wendy understands more of the political side, the more of the the muscle and how to maneuver people around the way the cartels do. They both work for the cartels, but Jonah is 
re- having his teenage face where he's revolting against both Wendy and Marty. But yet, he's he wants to be involved in it. Like, there's that dynamic too. Like, your parents don't want you to grow up to be what you are. You know, they want better for you. You know, your dad worked all... You know, you always hear the stories. It's, always, it's a time... And I think there's a lot of myth to that. That, oh, you know, the family business, you know... You gotta get to go to college and be better than a... Than a sun-up to sundown guy. But there's nothing wrong with that. Especially if you can dominate your field and make millions of dollars that way. But... You know, Jonah's just revolting against his mother and father, and that's just an interesting dynamic of how that's all shaking out. Yet, he gets involved with Darlene and Ruth. That, for all intents and purposes, is basically doing what Marty does, and he's trying to do it better. Yet, Ruth and Darlene's operation is small fry. Now, the real meat and potatoes, the really driving force behind most of the show is the nephew. I think is I want to say it's Julio, but it's not. I think it's like Edgar or some shit. Some shit. He's the nephew of Omar Navarro. I didn't catch his name because he's, he's in it, but he's he's kind of like throwing a lot of wrenches into the things. Uh, he, he shot and killed the sheriff in the head. He popped him in the head. Um, he actually was on Helen's side. The lawyer, she was a little bit more ruthless than Wendy is. But Wendy's a little bit more fluid with the situation, so to speak. Wendy can get it done. Um, and the and Omar off Wendy or off Helen, but and Wendy resumed the role of Helen. And Marty and Wendy and the actors that play them, they've grown into those characters totally. Because it's so it's so crazy to see Marty Bird, the actor that plays him, not in a funny role. He's not funny in this. He's just kind of like... There is a little bit... You could tell he's probably got free reign on how he, you know, communicates and how he, how he presents his lines. Everybody else is a little bit more... Um, Scripted, you know, but it wor- it works because he's like half the time he's like. There's some stuff in there that's, you know, not intentionally funny, but it's kind of funny because he makes it, kind of funny. Like I don't know, he was like he pulled up to Root's house with a six pack of Miller Lights or whatever. He was like. I got a proposition for you. Let's get you paid. Let's get you paid. But I don't know. That shit to me was funny at the end of that episode. And it was funny to me because... Like, you don't see him drinking at all. And yet he and then he he had to go level with Ruth. Uh, there's a lot of things too. And he like... When Jonah had his problem with the his computer software being flagged. Thought it was going to jail. Marty went over there and solved it. But he was kind of like... It was kind of funny, too, because he was like... Oh, like... He figured it out right away. While his son didn't see it. But then he... You know... I don't know. There's just several instances where it's not... He's not... It's not... 
it was not a funny moment, but he kind of brings light to the situation. And the, the series is very dark. Um, it's a very dark, murderous story behind it. And I think he just brings a lot of light and a lot of levity to the situation. Especially who's having flashbacks. And, he, you know, they kind of left out the flashbacks of Wendy getting railed by the old man she was seeing. <laughs> but I think they actually talk about it for a second. And I was like, I was like, bro, they got to fucking rub that into... But, I mean, that's built into his character. Uh, and even, you know... They talk about... He has some flashbacks. He's trying to rent a building. Um, they're looking for investors. And, and I don't know what the end game to Wendy and Marty Bird is. They think they're trying to get out of underneath the cartel. But they're also trying to bully their way into politics. And I think maybe into, like governors or senators biz affairs which I don't understand but then again I mean I kind of do understand it maybe they're just trying to show you an aspect of how the road to politics is done here in the states and there's a good example to the nephew tells Marty Bird the United States isn't Mar- the United States the United States is just the over it's just a it's a flea market now. You can buy and do whatever the fuck you want. <clears throat> it's no longer a prosperous nation. We're just a flea market. And I kind of actually feel that to a sense. Much to my chagrin, I kind of feel like Trump had some aspects of what he was saying was kind of right. You know, I could go on all day about how America is great. But I could go on all day about how it's not. And how it's run actually ass backwards. America's ass backwards in a lot of situations. And not even situations, a lot of things. I, I don't feel we're no longer the leader of technology or the automobile. We're going ass backwards there. And that has a lot to do with the government coddling and cuddling and coaxing the big and stroking and baby and babying and, and feeding them by the nipple fucking big card companies we should have already been Tesla already exists okay we should already be as I've said many times we should already be all on a self-automated driving system all without using gas we should be rid of the Middle Eastern affairs um, and I get the United States wants to police the world and blah 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 that's somewhat built into our but we don't not we no longer need to control the Middle East for any aspect of oil um, a lot of people are going to say, well, we're going to get all this energy from all our factories and da 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 and fucking this and that and the other thing. Invent some shit, stupid. Invent some fucking shit and get it done. But that, I'm getting off topic. But I kind of feel like that, that, guy's, that guy was right. America's just the flea market. So whoever's got the most dollars gets whatever they want done. And that's just it. And really, that's the way America is built. Like, America's built by lobbyists who go and lobby for, you know, the NRA spends, I don't know how much money to fucking keep the guns flowing. And to me, that's just like one of those things. Again, it's, a, it's another American issue that just doesn't make any sense. We're ass backwards on the guns. Why the fuck are people running around with AK-47s anywhere 
AR-15s any fucking way. That should have already been taken out. You would think the government would be very fearful and very mindful of people running and picking up AR-15s at any given fucking... Any, and for any reason. But yeah, they turned a blind eye into it because supposedly the Second Amendment and the NRAs and, and the Republicans believe that they're taking the guns. No. What's happening is the NRA and big government are seeing a couple billion dollar business that could possibly go out of business if we somehow control the guns. And they just don't want that. There's a lot of taxes. There's a lot of money to be made, so to speak. Um, and again, again, the, the same thing with the fentanyl. I mean, which is loosely talked about in in um, Ozarks. Marty sets up uh, the company, the Shaw Company, with hooks them up with the Navarro to deliver fent- um, opium. Or their fentanyl Or whatever they're making And he tells the lady there um, He was happy to meet someone That A white person that's killed More people than his own family Which I thought was kind of hilarious But it's Nonetheless it's true There's a lot of There's a lot of hard hitting subjects In um, In Ozarks Which I I was completely like That that said the, the show is gripping it's gripping, it's dripping, it's fucking suspenseful, it's fucking, you don't know what's going to happen, but it's good, like, it's a fucking good show. Uh, Ruth is phenomenal again, and, you know, at the conclusion of it, Omar Navarro's arrested, but he's supposedly going to be let free, sent back, extradited to Mexico, free and clear. The nephew is taking over... The operations of the cartel But five years He's got to do Give them intel of Every aspect of the Cartel Which is fine Marty and Wendy Are sort of free But they're not Um They're making deals Still But I think their story Is getting close To wrapping up Jonah Is Working with Ruth But Ruth uh, Darlene and Wyatt got married and then they got killed. And it leaves Ruth all by herself. Now, I don't understand for the love of God why Ruth even told Wyatt, why don't they just leave? Get out of the Ozark. Gonna... And I would have to assume that Wendy's, or, uh, Wendy, Ruth's going to die at some point because they've killed the rest of her family. They're going to get her, I think. You know, ain't no death like but a famous death. And then, you know, they already got Darlene. They already got Wyatt. You know, there's just only so much more she could take. And I think she took the baby. But we'll see all this, how this all plays out. I mean, those are... Again, I got to get... It's, been, it's probably about an eight and a half, almost a nine on how good it was. I think it would was stopping it from being a nine or even a nine and a half on just what it's what is is they they divvied it up I don't you know there's it's still wide opening the ending I mean who knows what's gonna happen the show kicks off with the bird family flipping in their van but they don't ever get back to that I'm guessing that's gonna be at some point in season 
season four, part two. Kind of interesting to see what happens there. Um, and then also, you know, they got to finish up. Ruth t- takes off. And she's in her the pickup driving. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with Darlene's ranch. We don't know. The new sheriff is replacing the old sheriff. You got this guy, this private investigator guy. He's lurking in the background. We don't know how all of these things going to end. And that's kind of... They just had, they just left it on a cliffhanger. And I get Netflix wants to do this thing where they don't want to be a week-to-week program model. They want some stuff. And some stuff, it does work. You know, for instance, Camp Cretaceous. You can binge watch that at your own leisure at the moment it drops. Um... Archive 81. Some of these other properties that Netflix has, it doesn't have that much traction. And people want to watch and they want to watch and they don't want to wait a week because I think the attention span gets lost, especially if it takes a while to heat up the, the season. You know what I mean? If it takes a couple of episodes to heat up, the people might lose interest in and the binge-worthy content is just not there and the, the episodes will fail or the, the series or whatever it is will fail. But some of their bigger properties like Stranger Things and Ozarks and Arcane tried it. Uh, Arcane, I think, dropped half of the season and they started dropping a couple of... The- uh, Netflix, I think, is now open to the idea of doing something more like that. And the Ozarks, I guess, is another fine example where they, they gave out seven episodes and I'm wondering if there's only three left or another seven and I'm kind of like... I could I could chew up another seven episodes. I just could. It's that good. Uh, but it is a little downer in the fact that it just drops and I know there's more coming out. But it's like, oh, I don't know when either. Like, I don't know if it's going to come out in a month, a couple of months. If they're waiting for people to, um, I don't know, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. But... I'm just like it's that good but there's just just that little catch to it um but beyond that I mean we'll go back to the I I don't know much about money laundering but I do understand drug trade and the cartel members the people that have uh acting as a cartel they've been doing a good job Omar and the nephew both look like villainous characters which is crazy good um and again the story is phenomenal I mean the back and forth going on between the characters between Wendy and Darlene I mean that was a good that's a good tussle right there it's Wendy versus everybody actually Wendy is the kind of the driving force behind some of the stuff as well Marty is just kind of like there I think Wendy to me is turning into my favorite character um because she didn't want this cartel life. She didn't want to work for the mob. She was more happy just getting piped by... But they killed her. to kill that guy. The, the marriage was failing between her and Marty. And now all of a sudden she's taking everything by the reins. And pretty much is now controlling everything. And it's up to her to push Marty along. Which is kind of an interesting turn of events. I think that happens at some point in season two, late season two or season three. Um, but yeah, 
that's the Ozarks for you. If you haven't seen the Ozarks, I would I highly recommend watching. It's a very good it's a very good watch. Very good. Um and then let's talk about a little bit when I come back right now. Let's talk a little bit about this Doctor Strange trailer. Jo- Doctor Strange trailer, the multiverse of madness, and how good it was. So stay I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Okay, everyone, I'm back. So let's wrap this episode up. I'm going to try to not take 20 minutes, but let's see. It might take 10, 15 minutes about this uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Um, I've not watched it probably like 10 times. The trailer is absolutely fucking amazing, and I plan on watching it 20 more times, 30 more times before the movie comes out. I, and I hope, just on, you know, just on face value, I hope we get one more trailer. And it could be the same shit, but I would like to see a little bit more of Baron Mortal. And uh, maybe a little bit more Wanda, uh, or is it the Scarlet Witch, is roles, like what they're doing. I know it's a Doctor Strange movie, but as is in the case of mar- multiple Marvel movies, they're, uh, they're like not even even the entirely the main character. Now, to me, again, I would like to see Mordo's uh, role in it because Mordo actually was a big character that I'm very familiar with um, <clears throat> in the, the story timeline of Marvel. I'm not too familiar with all the ins and outs of post, you know, I don't know. There's just a lot of Marvel characters. Like, oh, they, Marvel's at liberty to throw in and bring in new characters as they, as they see fit. But I am fairly aware of Mordo, and I would just love to see a little bit more of his, you know, his role in the movie. He got like three seconds of shine in the trailer. And again, this is a Doctor Strange movie, and in Doctor Strange, he wasn't that much of a factor in part one of Doctor Strange, which I, I'm gonna, I would love to go back and see again. And I wonder if the Ancient One is coming back, uh, because I would assume that that's a high possibility. Um, and then the big, the big sort of reveal of the whole trailer, but it's not really a reveal yet. It could be, they could just be teasing the fans. They could just be you know, throwing out there just something to throw you off. But what seems to be the internet have said, and now that I've been pointed it out, and, and I've heard it, and I've heard the voice, and I can't not mistake the voices, you hear the voice of one um, Charles Xavier. And, I mean, you could go frame by frame on this movie, and literally, I mean, they packed so much into the trailer, it's crazy. But literally, you could go frame to frame, and but that doesn't even do you justice, because you need to audibly hear it. Um, you do hear a voice that sounds a hell, hell of a lot like, and I can't, I think, I'm not sure if it's uh, what the actor's name is. I know him. Um, but I would love if he came and reprised his role as Charles Xavier. And basically, 
the members of the Illuminati, uh, which I would love to be represented here. But I don't know if it's going to be the Illuminati as we know it, where it was Iron Man, I think it was Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and uh, a couple other members. I don't think we're getting that Illuminati. I think they're going to make an Illuminati, but not the main one. Um, But beyond that, I mean, I know they've now crossed into Sony, Spider-Man. And and I actually think Spider-Man might show up, but not the Spider-Man. And that, and the people are already saying the internet is saying that uh, the superior Iron Man is showing up, but I don't know if it is the superior. I think it's a variant of Captain Marvel. That's what it looks like to me, which would make more sense because I don't know if they're going to reprise the Iron Man role so soon after he just dipped out. That's that to me. That's what's throwing. Um, I think people off a little bit. I don't think they're going to bring back Iron Man just yet. Or any version of an Iron Man just yet. Um, That could also be loosely a variant of Johnny Blaze. um, Which would make a lot of sense. Because if they're going to bring in any members of the Fantastic Four randomly. Right now, Johnny Blaze is is a guy on fire. And and he would look cool as a variant you know, of, you know, a variant of sorts, and I hope Loki shows up, or Sylvie, see, these are where, this is where I think it's throwing a lot of people off, is they're focusing in on Charles Xavier, and possibly the X-Men, and what that could mean, but I'm more concerned of what it could mean as far as where Doctor Strange goes, and who he meets along the way, and he, you can meet, he could be Deadpool. I mean, there's there's very varying degrees of who or what he could meet. And I don't think the supposed Charles Xavier um, voiceover is even the biggest surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if they, they go all out on this movie. And to me, I, I mean, this is why this is why Marvel stays winning. Um, as I've mentioned before, Benedict Cumberbatch is a hell of an amazing actor because he's taken a very dark and very unknown, a very kind of like rough character, I, I would say. Um, and he's treated it much like how Tony or how Robert Downey Jr. has treated Iron Man. Um, Iron Man was very, he's just a rich guy very egotistical, very uh, narcissistic in a sense, very, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man are hand in hand, how their lifestyles are living in excess, and he brought it down to the normal man's, uh, you could connect with it, as, you know, the audience can really connect with Iron Man, especially the OG Iron Man, I know people were tired of seeing him in every movie, but nonetheless, a jokester, a prankster, uh, all around a fun guy to be around. Yeah, Uber Rich could do some crazy stuff with his money, building the Iron Man suits and so on and so forth, stopping wars. But the way he treated the U.S. government, you know, it, a lot of it resonates with the fans. 
And honestly, Doctor Strange to me resonates with a lot of fans as well. And whatever Doctor Strange does, um, it's it's funny, it's cool, it's uh, you know, I think he, I think Benedict Cumberbatch ultimately knows that he's ta- he's tailored tailoring the character to not only Marvel fans but a lot of. I mean, and Marvel's hitting it on the head with the visuals. You got a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of, like, 70s kind of hippie vibe to the character as well. I don't know if you've noticed that. I mean, if you you grew up in the 70s, like, his character is, he would look like how old he is now. And, I mean, maybe that's why, you know, he's getting garnishing a lot of older fans but a lot of young fans as well there's a lot of kids today who still like to do smoke weed and 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 i'm not saying that he's tailored to smoking weed crowd but i'm just saying he's like but there's so many different layers to the character he's a serious character he's got some big questions that need answered um he he fucks with time you know his time travel Did, did he know that ultimately tony stark he was gonna die and didn't help or save it. Um, the master, the mystic arts. I mean, the balance of things. We don't know. These are heavy questions. So you also get the also the very thoughtful character, a very you know heavy heavy thoughts on the mind. He's, he had the time stone. He tried to help Peter Parker. Um, you know, in Peter Parker's movie, his imprint was all over that movie. Uh, magic. Everybody's always a sucker for magic. I am. You know, I've always growing up with dragons and magic and wizards, warlords, warlocks. Um, you know, Merlin. So he ta- taps into that. That character is so layered, so deep, and they got a great actor to portray him. And I and I just can't say this enough that this movie, just if he was in it by himself, cruising the multiverse, would be eight point. Oh, out of ten. But then you layer in Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, and the Scarlet Witch and WandaVision from, you know, they, they showed her, they gave her her series, which was in a phenomenal series. And then they, you know, and they now they're going to get her as the Scarlet Witch as probably this, this anti-hero type of character. And we're actually going to square up possibly with Strange you know, go toe-to-toe with the master. And the, and the visuals, you got to hark back to both Infinity War and Endgame as to, you know, the battle that could ensue, which is an- another battle that I would love to see Doctor Strange square off against another magician. You know, when he scored off against Thanos, that was the coolest shit I've ever seen. And that still is one of the best fights that the Marvel has put out, even though they didn't give much shine to that fight, I mean, it was one of the best ones I, I can think of, um, and I would love to see, and they, and they tried, they did it again with Spider-Man versus Doctor Strange, and I was a crazy fight too, but I would love to see the Scarlet Witch square up against Doctor Strange for like a minute or two, um, because the visuals would just, I think, could be absolutely insane, and, uh, I, that's what I would love to see, but we're gonna see. I mean, there, there's so much to this trailer, and, and we got Mordo sitting there. That's just another layer, and then we don't know who's 
I think this trailer could blow Spider-Man out the water. Quite frankly, I think Spider-Man was a big movie. A lot of people are into Spider-Man, and there was a lot of hype, and it delivered. And I think Doctor Strange, because people are going to want to know who is going to be in the multiverse of matters. I'm pretty much said they're going to the multiverse. We want to know who's in it, who's crossing where, who ends up where, what happens to who, and uh, what that could mean going forward. I mean, let me find out that Hugh Jackman or Ryan Reynolds or the tandem of Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, let me find out Dr. Doom, let me find out Reed Richards comes up let me find out that Doctor Doom is. Let me find. I think the the whole Marvel universe, the fandom that is, was just gonna lose its mind. Just gonna lose its fucking mind. You know. That's just what I think. Like, I just think the Marvel universe could just fucking implode. Uh. Really, I think it just could be one of those things where you're like, oh shit, like this could mean this. The theories could run wild. They could bring back Blade, the OG Blade. I know they're doing a new Blade, but they can bring back the OG Blade. They could do so many things just cruising in the multiverse. Now that that is a possibility, and I think Marvel now knows that they can go back to any property they had and bring a character. You know, they could bring the the Sabretooth from X-Men Origins. I love that guy, Liv Schreiber. I, I love that guy as Sabretooth. Um, obviously they can bring Hugh Jack. They can bring back Jean Grey. They could, um, they could bring, um, the young Magneto. I mean, any number of characters. They could bring back, uh, uh, the young Charles Xavier. You know, they could bring back, uh, a number of characters. They can go and dig. They got, again, there's, um, the OG Blade is out there. There's a. Uh, they can bring Nightcrawler if they like. I mean, they can just cruise into any multiverse that exists. They can go back even into their own timeline and bring back Black Widow again, a, a variant of Black Widow, played by Natasha Romanoff, and maybe she's uh, got Tony Stark, Tony Tony Stark gear on her. I mean, it's any any possibilities. I mean, who knows what the, in the realm of possibilities they could bring back. They could bring the female Thor in. I mean, that's just all on the table. It's literally all on the table. Captain Carter is also mentioned. Could that be a, a possibility? And it's just one of those things. That, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it as a fan because I followed the story so far up to date. And I'm not missing anything. And I'm like, the theories are running wild in my head. Uh, maybe a Thanos shows up. But I don't think... See, I don't think Thanos and Tony Stark show up for a while, and or Steve Rogers as Captain America. I don't think they show up until, like, another 10 years passes, and we get a scenario where the multiverse is ended, people have died, and there's only one team left, and they're going to have to pick the OG Iron Man, the OG Captain America, mix them with a variant of the Black Panther mixed in with another variant of Doctor Strange and assemble uh, a multiversal group of heroes and then be ultimately returned to their timeline, you know, after they fight a Doctor Doom or something. So we'll see what happens, you know, 
going forward. But that's what I kind of think. I kind of feel like this multiverse is, is going to... Spider-Man was kind of the conclusion of the Spider-Man story. We got to see him interact with other Spider-Man, which was phenomenal. Um, they introduced Daredevil. And we want to see if Daredevil is possibly in... Um, if he's in, you know, that Doctor Strange movie. Uh, and, and we know now that Kingpin exists. And we know that a couple of other things are happening on that end. But in the Spider-Man end, and in the Hawkeye end, uh, Spider-Man's story didn't finish, but it's just kind of like, it didn't progress the overall Marvel story. Not like what, I think is going to progress. The Eternals progressed the story a lot. And I think Doctor Strange will more so than Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home was a wrap-up of, you know, what Spider-Man was doing in his in his own movies. But it also handed off, you know, Venom is now creeping around our universe. And, and just things like that. So... But I think the Doctor Strange trailer overall is going to push the story forward and into new directions. And uh, I can't wait. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but it looks fucking phenomenal, man. You get that that lasting image of Zombie Strange uh, pulling together the demons into him is just fucking. I I can't get over that. That's like the, that's the coolest shit. That is that is the most dope shit I've ever seen. Uh, that's just the coolest shit I've ever seen that they've done to a character so far. That's the coolest shit. Um, that was cool as fuck when he when he fought Thanos like that. That, that was cool as fuck just seeing it on the trailer. I, I, I'm hyped for it, man. I, that that shit is dope. I, that is like the craziest thing like that Marvel's gonna allow. I, I I can't wait for it. But that's it for this episode, guys. I'll get this posted up here shortly and uh, stay tuned to next to the next combo whatever we got coming down the pipe uh stay tuned laters